Good morning, friends. My name is Sarah Brewer, and I'm delighted to be leading you in one last service this morning before Reverend McCall returns to minister among you tomorrow. My life has been blessed by our time together these past few months, and I hope that you have also felt blessed by my presence here. Of course, as you know, our time together has been limited by the pandemic. The reopening committee will meet this week to consider next steps around this in light of recent updates from our provincial government. For today, though, I ask you to continue to abide by our current precautions around keeping your masks on, maintaining social distance while in the building, not singing, and waiting for an usher to tell you to leave after the service. Our theme for today's service is a celebration of Halloween. Although sometimes presented as a secular or even a sacrilegious holiday, the festival of Halloween has deep roots in Christianity, historically, globally, and contextually. So we have lots to explore together today, but first we have a couple of video announcements from George and Adam. Hello everyone. Don and I hope you, your family, and your friends are doing well during these uncertain times. I wanted to take a few minutes to bring you up to date with regards to our 2021 financial position. Since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, we have continued to keep all staff employed. Staff found ways to continue with their, their programs and keep everyone informed. We finished 2020 with a surplus of $13,000 with the help of the Government Wage Subsidy Program. As you are aware, during the first part of 2021, we went through numerous shutdowns with restrict, restricted use of our church for services, activities, rentals, and fundraising. Weekly donations for church operations as well as mission and service have all been affected. We did have the benefit of receiving funds from the federal government under the wage subsidy program, and we did qualify for most of the year. Unfortunately, Income has not covered all our expenses, and as of August 31st, 2021, we have a deficit of $14,000. At this time, we st still do not have an indication as to when we can return to full use of our church. We are allowing some rentals, and there are stringent COVID requirements in place. We can have in-person worship at this time, but with a 25% capacity. There's no socializing before the services begin and no singing permitted during the services. We can socialize outdoors after the service, however this depends on the weather. With the current fourth wave, we don't yet know if we can continue meeting or will there be new restrictions. Time will tell. We will not qualify for any additional government financial assistance for the balance of 2021 and the current program ended on September 30th, 2021. We'll have to wait for the next Parliament to convene to see if any new financial assistance programs will be put in place. At this time, we're looking for your financial assistance to help us reduce the current deficit, as well as ensuring we do not have a deficit at the end of the year. Your donations between now and December 31st will help ensure that we can continue to offer high-quality ministerial and administrative services. Checks can be mailed to Grace United Church at 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6, or can be dropped off 
at the church. E-transfers can be sent to graceuc at whiteman.ca or to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca. There is also a Donate to Grace button on our website at www.graceunitedhanover.ca. We thank you for your ongoing support for Grace United Church. God bless. Good morning. I'm Adam Olivero, Chair of the Affirming Committee at Grace United Church in Hanover, Ontario. I'm here this morning to invite you to A Step Towards Affirming, a tri-regional Zoom virtual gathering for the Horseshoe Falls, Antler River Watershed, and Western Ontario Waterways regions. It's on Saturday, November the 6th, 2021 at 10 a.m. and it'll be from about 10 a.m. till 12 noon and we're going to talk a lot about the affirming process there will be time for an open discussion group as well optional chat time and some time for worship too so i invite everybody watching and the grace united family and the extended family to attend for more information you can call kathy douglas at 519-441-0656 to get the zoom link and for more information Thank you. The CBC published an article on land acknowledgements this week. The crux of that article is that people taking time to acknowledge the land is important. Knowing that we are here today on land that is part of Treaty 45 and a half, land that first belonged to the Anishinaabe, the Ojibwe, the Haudenosaunee, and Métis peoples is a good starting point. However, the article goes on to caution us that these must not become words we simply say to check a box and make ourselves feel good. The Indigenous people interviewed in this article remind us that actions speak louder than words. At the end of our three-week study series on right relations this fall, those of us who participated all had an opportunity to articulate our next step. I spoke about my need to continue learning, ideally through relationship with the first peoples of this land. Others spoke of wanting to read more, of learning to speak up when myths are told, of learning more about the 94 calls to action, of participating in a blanket exercise, of seeking opportunities to build connection with Indigenous people. And now today, I'm going to ask you to think about the same question. What is your next step? These past three months, I've shared stories with you about injustices past and present towards Indigenous people. That injustice has happened because people like me have been taught to devalue difference. In order to not continue perpetuating injustice against Indigenous people, people like me need to change how we think and feel about diversity. So friends, today as we acknowledge this land upon which we sit, I ask you to join me in the journey by thinking about your next step so that we can create a different world for our grandchildren 
and for our, their grandchildren. May it be so. Amen. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and, and all around us. Amen. So this morning, I think I'm going to invite Olivia to... Claire, sorry. I'm so sorry, Claire. To come and help us with our call to worship. We come to worship on this All Hallows' Eve in the company of saints of God in all times and places. The carved pumpkin has often been a symbol of this day since ancient times. As we gather in worship, we explore how a pumpkin might invite us more fully into God's presence. O oh God, open my mind so that I can learn new things about you and the world you love so much. O oh God, Remove the things in my life that don't please you, including the seeds of despair. Oh God, re open my eyes and help me to see your ways. O oh God, open my ears and help me to hear your voice so I may learn how you want me to live. O oh God, I'm sorry for the times I've turned up my nose at the things you want me to do. <laughs> oh God, let everything that I say please you and help me spread your word to others. Oh God, help me to show the light of your love to others through all the things I do. Amen. always know the extent of the good that we do, even when we're giving generously. Here's a story about your generosity that spans three continents. I am uh, Mambut uh, Kestin Samai. Uh, I am a program coordinator for Single Leg Amputee Sport Association in Sierra Leone. Nearly 20 years ago, Mamboud began a soccer league for amputees who lost limbs in Sierra Leone's decades-long civil war. Now, 350 members strong, the league isn't just about helping amputees heal. Today, the players are teaching farming techniques, and this is where your mission and service gifts come in. Two years ago, Mamboud flew from Sierra Leone to Japan, where he spent nine months learning about sustainable agriculture. He studied at the Asian Rural Institute, which your mission and service gifts support. 
Sierra Leone uh, is a largely, you know, agricultural community. Uh, but the farmers themselves do not understand the appropriate uh, opportunities in basic uh, sustainable agriculture. After graduating, Mamboud returned to Sierra Leone with a new goal to develop community gardens and teach sustainable agriculture. People like Marietta Muyango, an amputee, are now supporting themselves and their community. She is very now proud that she can take care of herself. She can now manage her own welfare. Uh, I think that has a very big impact. I would like to thank uh, the donors, especially uh, the United Church, the mission to, of uh, United Church of Canada, providing support to ARI. May, you, may the Lord bless you richly. Today is Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 34. A teacher of the law was there who heard the discussion. He saw that Jesus had given the Sadducees a good answer, so he came to him with a question. Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus replied, The most important one is this. Listen, Israel. The Lord our God is the only Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second most important commandment is this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no other commandment more important than these two. The teacher of the law said to Jesus, Well done, teacher. It is true, as you say, that only the Lord is God, and that there is no other God but He. And man must love God with all of his heart, with all of his mind, and with all of his strength, and he must love his neighbor as he loves himself. It is more important to obey these two commandments than to offer animals and other sacrifices to God. Jesus noticed how wise his answer was, and so he told him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After this, nobody dared to ask Jesus any more questions. Let us pray. Loving and beloved God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock, and our Redeemer. Amen. So my guess is that there isn't anyone here today who doesn't know what day it is. Halloween. But do you know where Halloween comes from and how some of our Halloween customs came to be? It's fascinating, really. Like many Christian festivals, Halloween is a blend of ancient pagan traditions and Christian practices. Because of the pagan element that has been incorporated into Halloween, 
Some Christians have taken a negative stance on Halloween, suggesting that it is dangerous to the souls of our children. However, I want to suggest that by contrast, it might be good for our souls. Promoting love of neighbor like Jesus recommends in this morning's gospel lesson. But first, some history. The oldest origins of the Western celebration of Halloween likely have their roots in the celebration of the Celtic New Year, Samhain, on November 1st. Samhain marked the end of the growing season and the beginning of winter. Communities had large bonfires on the hillsides from which they relit their hearth fires. They believed it was a day when the veil between the living and the dead was more permeable. Sometimes people would dress up in masks or even costumes so that any spirits that wished them ill would not recognize them. These Celtic traditions flourished in what is now the British Isles for centuries. Then, around the time of Jesus, the Roman Empire conquered the Celts, and some Roman festivals began to be intertwined with the celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that we still do, or did, before COVID made that unimaginable. In about the 800s of the current era, Christianity began to flourish in the Celtic regions. In the seventh century, Pope Boniface designated November 1st as All Saints Day, a time to honor saints and martyrs. It is widely believed today that the Pope was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related but church-sanctioned holiday. Thus, the Festival of Samhain became All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween, the day before All Hallows' Day, or All Saints' Day. In the Middle Ages, churches often displayed relics of saints for All Saints' Day. Smaller or poorer churches who did not have any relics would celebrate by inviting parishioners to come to worship dressed up as the saints expanding the tradition of wearing costumes for Halloween. Also about that time, the tradition of using hollowed out turnips as lanterns when going from home to home in costume to celebrate seems to have begun. When that tradition moved to North America, pumpkins were substituted for the original turnips, giving us the tradition of carving jack-o'-lanterns. In parts of Latin America, Halloween today is still called the Day of the Dead, 
and draws not only on Christian traditions originating, originating in Europe, but also on Aztec and Olmec indigenous traditions around honoring the dead in a fall festival. The Day of the Dead in many Latin American communities features colorful masks, decorated skulls, and candy offered in the cemeteries. Other traditions have evolved in different places over the years to celebrate this intriguing night. In Spain, they toll the church bells to help the souls of the dead find their way back to the community. In Poland, the faithful walk through the forests saying prayers aloud to comfort the deceased. In Austria, Ireland, and England, it is traditional to light a candle in each window of your house. They call these soul lights, and they're meant to guide departed souls back to their earthly homes. In Finland, many people visit cemeteries on El Hallow's Eve and light votive candles, so many in fact that the practice is referred to in translation as seas of light. Here in North America, Northern North America, the most common part of the festivities is that children dress up in costumes and go knocking on their neighbor's doors, asking for candy. And that, strangely enough, brings me back to our Bible story for this morning. Once upon a time, Jesus' friends were engaged in a heated debate about right and wrong. Hearing this, one of the leaders of the temple asked, so Jesus, the Torah has 613 rules that we are to follow. Sometimes as we are hearing in this debate, these contradict each other. What do we do when that happens, Jesus? How do we know what's most important? Jesus smiled at them and said simply, love. Love is the most important. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. That's what matters most. Focus on that. I've heard that the Guinness Book of World Records has an entry for the shortest sermon ever preached. It was given by Reverend John Albrecht, an Episcopal priest in Michigan. Apparently one morning, he stood up in his pulpit to preach, paused, and said, love. Then he sat down and left it at that. Fortunately, or unfortunately for you, depending on your perspective, I'm not gonna follow his lead this morning. Although I do plan to do it once in my career. You see, when I saw this passage was the text in the lectionary for this, my last service among you, I was delighted. It's one of my favorite biblical texts and one that I try hard to embrace as fully as I can in my life. I would like to think that if I've made any difference here among you these last few months, it's because I have loved God yourselves, 
and myself. And if I can leave you with one final request, it would be to do the same, to do what Jesus asks us, love. I mentioned to you in another sermon a few weeks ago that one of the books I've read this year is by Bishop Michael Curry. It's called Love is the Way. And it contains a chapter on looking for God in which he writes this. There is a simple way to connect with the divine. Anytime you feel like it, if God is love, and love is an action. You've only got to get out there and love. There is a simple way to connect to the divine any time you feel like it. If God is love and love is an action, you've only got to get out there and love. Back in August, when I first began my time here, I made a bunch of random phone calls to people with connections to this congregation that I hadn't crossed paths with yet. And I remember one person saying that my phone call had been the highlight of her day. Another time, I was told that my email arrived at just the right moment in someone's week. These two experiences have reminded me of the importance of reaching out. And the good news is, none of you have to sign up and enroll in seminary to do it. All you have to do is make a phone call or send an email that might remind one person that they are not alone. In fact, Tonight, the children of our community are going to remind us how to do it. They're going to put on some costumes to bring a smile to their face and ours. And they're going to come knocking on our doors. And through these interactions, we will all be blessed with a reminder that we are not alone with a little bit of joy, and with a whole lot of candy. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. God of clowns and acrobats, we give thanks for all those things in life which bring us joy and laughter. In particular this day, we give thanks for the children of our communities and the delight they find in Halloween. Bless them and keep them safe as they go in search of treats this night. We remember too and ask your blessing upon children in communities like Milverton, who cannot go in search of treats this year because they are in COVID isolation. May Halloween fun find them in their homes. 
gods of, god of ghosts and witches, stretch our imagination. Help us to dream with you of a world of justice and peace, filled with love and joy for all. Bless the people of Myanmar who are dealing with renewed violence there. The people of Sudan who have had a military coup this week. And the 29 LGBTQ people who have been airlifted with support from the Rainbow Railroad from Afghanistan to England. And the hundreds more who continue to live in fear in countries where being arrested for homosexuality can lead to death. God of superheroes and everyday heroes. We give thanks this day for all those who offer us support in times of struggle. We are grateful for the service of healthcare workers. We ask your blessing on McCall as he returns to his ministry here at Grace this week. We celebrate all the ordinary folks who offer us words of encouragement and inspiration when we need them. God of princesses and dragons, we know that life isn't always a fairy tale, and sometimes the way ahead is hard. We pray for those in our midst who are longing for a word of hope or comfort this day. We remember those who are recovering from surgery, those who are grieving, those who are sick and those who care for them those who are dealing with financial struggles, those who are facing tough decisions, those who are weary or lonely, and those we carry with us in our hearts and minds today. God of monsters and dinosaurs, on this day of Halloween, we remember these words from a traditional Scottish prayer as we pray for ourselves. From ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties and things that go bump in the night, good Lord, deliver us. God of life and love, as we go into the week ahead of us, may your love infuse all of our actions so that we may be part of your answer to the hurts of the world. We ask all this in the name of Jesus, who invited us all to pray together, saying, Our Creator, in whom is heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Since this is a day for goblins and bats, Halloween spirits, ghosts, and cats, weird happenings and witches brew, these are the things I wish for you. May the only ghost that comes your way be the Holy Ghost to guide your day. 
May the only spirits you chance to meet be the spirit of love and kindness sweet. And my final Halloween wish for you, may God bless you in everything that you do. Amen. I hate to interrupt your service, but I've got some things to present to you. <laughs> I have to do it sneakily because you, you know, you look at the order of service. <laughs> uh, first of all, I don't know if everybody's seen or got a chance to look, but Sarah, do you want to show us your costume? You have a wonderful costume on. It's kind of behind the pulpit. We don't get to see it. I'm a spider dressed up as a minister. Yeah. <laughs> And just in case you think I got out of not wearing a costume, um, I'm wearing my costume as well. <laughs> uh, we have a few things to present to you, Sarah, if, I'll, if I could come over. So hi, I'm Adam, for those that don't may be watching at home, the chair of the Affirm Committee and the Ministry and Personnel Committee. And on behalf of the Ministry and Personnel Committee and the official church board and Chair Platt Blackmore, along with the congregation of all of us at Grace United Church, we would like to present you with a reversible stole. You can feel free to open it there. The stole was made by our own uh, Joanna Hardy. I don't, uh, Joanna's here, but where is she? She's down there. <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. Yeah, show it off, absolutely. Uh, so, if you have a look at the one side is navy with cross-stitching of the outdoors. And Sarah, you spoke of spending more time outdoors. The cross on it is tattered, an art form not too many know how to do, and we're very blessed that Johanna was able to put that on there for you. And if you reverse it to the other side, the other side is to represent your work with Affirm United and to honor you and your wife, Beth. In your, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Sarah, in your three months here with us at Grace, you have shared so much indigenous information as you mentioned this morning and set us on our path. And from day one, we felt like you belonged here at Grace, incorporating announcements and affirming messages into your sermons along the way. Uh, as you mentioned, I know there have been many, many calls and visits <laughs> outside of service and worship, meetings with the congregation, board meetings, and you've really ingrained yourself in our community, and we thank you so much for that. Uh, we thank you as well for your flexibility, as you mentioned too, you know, meeting us over Zoom for the first time and actually not even meeting Sarah in person till probably September, <laughs> and then finishing up here in the sanctuary. Uh, your services have been excellent, and Grace appreciates all you've done for us. And please wear this stole and remember your Grace United Church family. And finally, don't hesitate to come and visit us when you want to. We're always here for you, Sarah. Thank you for your service and time with us.